Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word, your daily podcast for inspirational scriptures for your time of prayer and meditation. I am going to try to share while I'm on the road. Y'all know I have to try to record when I get a little quiet time. But we're on the road. Today is our 44th wedding anniversary. So we're in Houston. So that's why you're hearing all the noise. Uh, Reading Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verses 12 through 16 in the New King James Version. It reads, Then I turned myself to consider wisdom and madness and folly. For what can the man do who succeeds the king? Only what he has already done. Then I saw that wisdom excels folly as light excels darkness. The wise man's eyes are in his head, but the fool walks in darkness. Yet I myself perceived that the same event happens to them all. So I said to my heart, as it happens to the fool, it also happens to me. And why was I then more wise? Then I said to my heart, this also is vanity. For there is no more remembrance of the wise than the fool forever, since all that now is will be forgotten in the days to come. And how does a wise man die? Asked the fool. Again, Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verses 12 through 16 in the New King James Version. The title, The End of the Wise and the Fool, as it looks at the life in view of death. I'll be back to share some thoughts for um, meditation and some insights from Matthew Henry Commentary, who's becoming my favorite right now. Hi, this is Hope Scott, your host of 5 Minutes in the Word. Thanks for listening to my daily podcast, which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Please listen, subscribe, and follow on any major listening platform. I'm on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and almost all major listening platforms. Also, please like and follow 5 Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Podchaser. Again, we're looking at Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verses 12 through 16 in the New King James Version. This section is subtitled, Death Makes Equal, the Wise and the Fool. Solomon, having tried um, what satisfaction was to be had in learning first, and then in the pleasures of his senses, and having also put both together, here compares them one with another and passes a judgment upon them. He hated all his labor because he did not get the satisfaction he expected. After all, he had his fine houses, his gardens, his waterworks, his musicians, his music, you know, he had the male and female singers, he had um, servants, so he had anything that um, wealth could buy because remember he is a rich man, he was a rich man. And he was also a wise man. So he had all that wealth could buy. Plus he was wise. And he was trying to, I guess, this test. If you can imagine this mad genius who is bored and has nothing to do. 
So I'm going to test these theories out. So he tried all of his theories and he passed the judgment upon him. Um, let's see. And he had, let's see, he had all of this stuff that he had worked for. And then they began to nauseate him. And he looked upon them with contempt. And think about a kid who's eager for a toy. And when he first gets that toy, he loves that toy so much. And I'm thinking of my grandkids because they love video games. They, well, I guess they still call them video games. But the Game Boys and the Nintendos and that stuff. They love that stuff. And they'll say, okay, I need this certain game. And when they first get that certain game, maybe Mario Brothers or whatever, they are just so in love with it until they reach every level, beat every level, and then they're bored and they want something else. So think of Solomon as being one of the kids who has bought this game, has beat every level, and now he's bored and needs something else. And he's, um, he's ready to do something else. So he's tired of it. So after they've played a while, they become weary and they throw it away and must have another game. And trust me, the games are not cheap. This expresses uh, not a hatred of these things, because of course, even with the kids, they love video games. They love their gaming systems. But uh, certain games they get bored with, they get tired with. So he didn't hate the things. And um, he didn't have any less love for God and religion, or we shouldn't. As we, as God, you know, gives us things and allow us to experience things, we shouldn't love them more than we love God. It's basically what the commentary says. Nor should we have a sinful hatred of them. So nor should Solomon have had a sinful hatred of them, which would definitely be foolish to be weary in the place that God has assigned us to work in. So Solomon found it folly, found it foolishness, because again he was in a state of apostasy Solomon developed a natural hatred for them from uh, the excess and from a sense of disappointment in them again think of a child who tires of their favorite game and they want something else like having a tantrum a kid who has everything they want and they're throwing a tantrum they want something else and we've seen that in movies and we've read it in books about uh, people who are so self-indulgent. They get everything they want and then they become bored with it. They've strove for it. They've tried, did, you know, uh, did things to get it legally or illegally. And once they obtain it, now they're bored with it. They're tired of it. And that's how Solomon was. He, um, his excess made him hate life himself because it was sub a subject to so many toils and troubles and a constant series of disappointments. Solomon came to be, uh, realize that even though it is better to be wise, both the, the wise person and the foolish person, person share the same faith. And that faith, death. He felt the guy that, had, um, that no advantage was gained by living with wisdom because it's lost in death. The fact that the wise and the fools uh, share the same faith to Solomon, that did not make sense. But death doesn't, you know, it doesn't, it's no respect of person. It's going to come unless uh, Jesus hastens his return. It's going to come to all of us. 
And he came to the conclusion that even though the wise um, wisdom is of greater value than foolishness, neither the wise person nor the foolish leave a lasting effect. But we know he's thinking like a person back in his time. We know that um, wise people leave an effect and foolish people (laughs) leave an effect. They're not quickly forgotten. We know that. Because history, you know, tells us and reminds us so that we don't repeat the same mistakes over and over again. He thought that death cancels out any gain and profit made in life because the wise man dies the same as the fool. But again, remember, this is the words of the preacher when he was, his life was um, spoken without an eternal perspective. He was speaking from the mindset of one who had abandoned his belief in God. But thank God that he can recover anyone who has um, relap- uh, relapsed or have uh, fallen into the state of being a backslider. Let's pray because I went over my time, but I wanted to make sure I shared all of that. Father, we thank you for your word. Bless it, sanctify it, and help us to understand that we, like Solomon, can be restored from whatever it is that's egregious to you. And we praise you for your Holy Spirit. We praise you for your Son. We praise you for your grace. Amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed.